Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today is my one and only stupendously terrific teacher co-host, Miss Tiffany B. Aw, I mean, hi. I mean, that's good as good as a promotion, right, Tiff? Is my pat on the back? Yeah, it feels good. If you didn't know, in the education field, that's all you need to keep on going. <laughs> it's true. So everyone, this is Boardcast News for October 6th, and in case you don't know who we are or where to find us, you can do so on Facebook, facebook.com slash the League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can check us out on YouTube to find our live recorded episodes and Tiff's wonderful mini board game segments. You can go over to the BGG Guild, number 2077, or guild.nonsensicalgamers.com and join in the conversation over there. We are currently chatting about some of the cool board game apps that everyone's playing, maybe trying to set up a few games to play. Tiff, that's perfect for you. You could find some opponents on the board game apps. I do. I need to go and be a part of the guild. I keep saying it, but it's never going to happen. Sorry, friends. It's okay. You can also find us on wonderful places like Twitter and Instagram. We will talk about handles at the end of the show, so stick around. Like I said, this is Boardcast News for October 6th. We have some news stories to chat about, and then we have one lowly Kickstarter project to feature. Uh, But before we get into any of that, we have one big announcement, Tiff, for the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. Have you been privy to it? Do you know what it is? I do. I mean, I don't. Is that what you want me to say? I wanted a natural surprise. What is it? Oh my goodness. (laughs) What could it possibly be? You sound like you got the vapors. I have the vapors about it. Tiffany B., we are officially sponsored. The podcast of Nonsensical Gamers, the League of Nonsensical Gamers, has joined forces with Tasty Minstrel Games to continue bringing you wonderful gaming news and things specifically related now to some of the Tasty Minstrel products. So the concern, you know, when I first thought about this, Tiff, is what's going to change to our brand, to our show, Tiff? Aren't you worried about corporate corruption? Well, I am now. Now, don't be worried about anything, Tiff. You know why? Hmm. Because we already cover all of TMG's games. Oh, perfect. They're in our wheelhouse. It's a win-win. Things like Gold West, Eminent Domain, Coin Age, one of the first games I ever backed, Belfort, one of my favorite Euro games, Scoville, talked about that before, Steamworks. These are all titles from TMG, and we already cover... All of these kinds of games, we play these games, we enjoy them. So the cool thing is, is that we get to join forces with TMG. We get access to some new news, some new games. We give them the plug, and things just keep on sailing. I love it. Yep. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so that is very cool news for us. It is very exciting, and I look forward to it. I hope that our listeners are also excited, Tiff, about what this might speak for, you know, growth of the podcast, and also access to some new information within the hobby, uh, because, you know, we like to keep everyone informed. That's what Boardcast News is about. And speaking of that, let's jump right in to our game announcements. Lots of stuff coming your way that was not talked about in the Essence Spiel episode last time. So the first thing that we are talking about is Garden of Minions from... Kuro, this is self-published under the the title of Manifest Destiny is the company. Kuro is the designer. And this is supposed to be a pretty interesting dice solo game that, Tiff, I know you looked into, right? Yeah, it's pretty neat. You're like building trees with dice. You have a map, and it's like a 5x5 grid, 
and you roll dice, and there are two different kinds of dice. I forget what they're called. There's like the black dice that represent evil minions and the beige dice that are the trees. And you're trying to create like a chunk of the dice. This is what the description says, a chunk of dice, but like a grouping of the same number. And then you'll level up your tree. So it's supposed to represent like, oh, you've got three tiny three trees and they combine together to make a giant tree. So you take all the threes off and you can level one of them up to a four. And then there are minion dice in there that do stuff. I can't remember exactly what, but yeah, it... (laughs) It's it's a game about sort of chaining those things, you know, like, a, oh, God, what was that game? Like Puzzle Fighter. Ah, interesting. You, you, you get the threes and you level up one of the fours and that connects to more fours and the fours connect to something else and you create this chain and, the, and you get points that way. Pretty cool. Is it yeah. something that you're trying, since you're trying to get back into solo gaming, that you might dig into? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on buying it. I mean, it's cute. It's Japanese. It's Everything dice. you've ever wanted. It's all the Cute things. Japanese. <laughs> Eric Martin has a really good explanation of it up. Yeah, very That's cool. Good. So th- It looks cool. That is Garden of Minions. Next up from Asmodee, we talked a little bit about Asmodee's releases coming uh, from Spiel, but one of the things that I wanted to chat about is the Conan unboxing that is on BGG uh, from Monolith. So this is the Conan game that was on Kickstarter from Monolith Games big minis project that I have backed and Dan has backed. You've heard me begrudgingly talk about waiting two years, a whole extra year uh, to get my copy. And the production ones are finally rolling out. So W. Eric Martin had an unboxing video and it's pretty cool looking. I'm getting really jazzed about getting this game soon. Uh, I have given my final shipping address, so this should be showing up and should get to play it in the coming months. Uh, It's got a lot of stuff in the box, which is kind of crazy. Lots of boards and punch and minis. Really cool one versus many game. So if you want to see what it physically looks like, you can now go over to BGG and check out a live unboxing uh, from W. Eric Martin. I can finally stop complaining about the game, Tiff. Finally. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Thanks, Asmodee. Yeah. Moving up is Mechs versus Minions from Riot Games. And this is something that because we did two full episodes back to back, we didn't get to talk about this when it was really hot and kind of on the tip of everyone's tongues. Have you checked out Mechs versus Minions, Tiff? I haven't. Okay. Should I? Tell me all about it. I don't know it. if you should. Let me tell you about it. So Mechs versus Minions is from Riot Games, and the, this is the company that has made its namesake on League of Legends, so they're a video game company. Well, what's cool about being a video game company that grosses over a billion dollars a year is that when you decide to get into board games, you can make really big print runs of really fancy games. So Mechs vs. Minions is a programmed movement cooperative game uh, where you are working together to take out little minions. If you know about League of Legends, there's these little minions that run around. You're running around on these programmed mechs and you're trying to blow up all the minions and complete an objective through so program movement. this is the movement. second game in today's news where you're trying to get rid of evil minions. Yes. It's new First... trend, trend alert, everyone. <laughs> For... First the new in Vikings is mi- Minions. Minions. And not the cute yellow and blue Minions, but... Although that yeah. would be funny. Well, think Mechs about it. versus Tiny Minions. <laughs> All it's right. an expansion. Yeah, I'll think about that. Uh, so what's really cool about Mechs versus Minions, at least from the buzz, because I'm not sure where I fall on it, we can talk about that in a second, is that 
the minis that you get are painted other the core minis that you get are painted the other minis have a wash on them really high quality sculpts uh, the boards are really nice everything about this game is well produced and you get a lot of stuff in the box if you watch one of the unboxing videos there are, which there are a few up there you can see that this box is huge and layered and you keep pulling these trays out and you keep finding new things and it's only $75, which is kind of crazy considering in this hobby, a game like Max vs. Minions would easily be over $100. And this is partly in due because of the size of the print run that Riot Games can run and because of their upfront capital that they have. They're not kickstarting. They don't have to do a pre-order. They just have money and can make this game, which is kind of I crazy. like that. I wish yeah. that were the case with more companies, but, you know, billions of dollars are hard to come by, I'm pretty sure. It looks, I'm looking at it, it does look good. I love the idea of getting painted miniatures, but when you, when you say, like, it comes with so much in the box, like, that should excite me, but I don't, I don't want a bunch of stuff anymore. <laughs> it, yeah, well, I don't know. I still get excited about the toy factor and the stuff, but you've got way more things than I do. you got so much stuff, yeah. yeah. But it does look cool. I don't know. It might might win me over if I do a little bit more research, so I probably won't do any more research. Uh, yeah, I would say go ahead and look into it, because I think that the it's going to go on sale uh, maybe next week after this drops. Mm. I think it's the 13th or something like that, uh, where you can just go to their site, and for 75 bucks you can buy it. And Secret Cabal did a video. Watch It Play did a video. Joel Eddie did, Everyone's giving it really high praise. I don't like program movement. Yeah, feel like I've talked I'm about on the this. edge about program movement. Sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. But this is cooperative program movement, which I feel like if I was ever going to get behind program movement, it's when I'm working with other people. I like cooperative games. Yeah. So that makes me want to look further into it. If it were just like a program movement game with miniatures, I'd be like, no, thank you. I have Robo Rally. Exactly. Exactly. This looks like Robo Rally on steroids which is kind of crazy. Um, and Dan has approached me about maybe splitting this, so we might try to get a hold of a copy when everyone else does and see if maybe we can chat about it on the show. I'm up in the air on it, though. 75 bucks is a good price, so yeah. check that out if you're into this game. Moving on, the next game is Master of Orion, which is technically they're calling it a board game, but it's a card game, like a tableau builder. And did you ever play any Masters of Orion, Tiff? No. This is a video game from way back in the day. And it was all about space exploration, civilization building, combat, things like that. It was one of those big, you know, explore the universe and make your own nation, you know, in the cosmos kind of things. And our dad was a huge, Dan and I's dad, not you and I's dad, Tiff, in case you didn't know. Uh, Dan and I's dad. <laughs> is, there, is there something I need to call my dad and talk to him about? Was a huge Masters of Orion fan. So this game, when this popped up, we all kind of perked up and thought, you know, started giggling, reminiscing about times my dad spent blowing things up in space on a computer, and it looks kind of neat. So it's something that we're specifically interested in because it does have that reminiscent quality, that nostalgia, um, but it also seems like it might appeal to other people. Um, it's 40 to 60 minutes. Yeah, it's got the low time investment. He hello. It's Master got of some of that race for the galaxy feel, I believe. Um, where you're building a tableau and advancing kind of in that, it's not a 4X game, but in that 4X kind of style where you're improving through card play, you play a different race, things like that. So it looks pretty cool. 
I'm interested to see. I, I don't think it will translate the game well just because the game is actually fairly generic. So it just feels like a generic space game when you turn it into a board game. But like I said, nostalgia factor for us. So something to check out from Hobby World that should be coming soon. Another thing that I'm interested in, and let me know, as much as you don't like LCGs or Fantasy Flight games, Tiff, this is Arkham Horror LCG that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Cooperative, borrowing from the Lord of the Rings system, cooperative Cthulhu card game. Yeah. And they just announced their first expansion, the Dunwich Legacy. The thing about that is, is I just can't get into these LCGs. I just don't want to put the money into it as yeah. much as it might intrigue me because I've always wanted to play that Lord of the Rings card game. A lot of people have good things to say about it. And when you put the Arkham Horror theme on it, it's just so tempting. But no, you not letting it happen, Fantasy yeah. Flight. Sorry about it. Well, so the cool thing about this I'm going to describe because this is the first announced big box expansion. The way Fantasy Flight does their games so far, their LCGs, they release a bunch of data. I say data packs because I play Netrunner. They release a bunch of boosters and then a big box that kind of gives cards to all the factions and really boosts the meta, things like that. The cool thing about this game, it is story driven. And the way they're going to do it is when you get the core box, you've got like a three or four story arc uh, progression in there. Pick a character, play through it with your friends, game over. The way that this is going to work is in reverse. They're going to release a big box expansion, which gives you the Cthulhu, like big bads, gives you new characters and new stuff to work with. And then every pack is going to be a new piece of the story. So you're going to get a big bulk of stuff. And then every pack will be an additional, you know, place to explore and things to find and things that will eat you. And you actually, when you get to the end of the cycle, your character ends and you start a whole new character with a new big box. So they're self-contained things, which I think is a really cool idea to do a story-driven LCG that way. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I love that they're doing it this way, but they're still not getting me. Well, what will be cool is when the game ultimately dies, because it seems like all LCGs do, you can just buy one of the cycles and have it as like a little board game. Yeah, so that's what I'll I'll do that. <laughs> I'll totally do yeah. that. So something cool to check out. Um, like I said, I feature that because it does. It's a start of a new system uh, for them. So kudos that's to exciting. Fancy Flight for thinking outside the box and not just farming money with their LCGs. Next up on the list uh, from R and R Games, a game called Coin Quest, which I picked up uh, in the news because it's a unique theme about coin collecting. Have you ever played a game about coin collecting, Tiff? No. Yeah, I thought that this was pretty unique. So Coin Quest is actually a bidding game where you use your coins to get more valuable coins. Uh, and you're trying to have the most valuable coin collection by the end of the game. So it, there's not a lot out there about this. Uh, seems like it'll play a good number of people. It has that bidding mechanic. But an interesting game about coin collecting. I think that's kind of a cool theme that hasn't been touched yet. So thought I'd throw that out there quickly. Yep, coin collecting. You didn't collect coins? When you were no, a kid? no, oh. I collected Cabbage Patch Kids. When are they oh. gonna make that game? Did you collect collect Garbage Pail Kids? Yes, because those are cooler. So much cooler. Why don't we have that game for real? <laughs> like, come on, Cryptozoic, get on it. That would be a Cryptozoic game. You're right. right? You picked right? the right company for that joke. <laughs> Finally, to round out some of the game announcements, we have from Z-Man Games coming October this month, which is cool. We have Nautilion, which is the new Oniverse game, 
which I will definitely be adding to my stack of Oniverse titles. Uh, even though I don't play them as frequently as I probably should to justify the purchase, I really like the aesthetic, I really like the unique gameplay, uh, and this one seems to fit right in there, so very cool. A game that I am on the hunt for, Tiff, and I'm hoping I can get a copy, I assume they're going to make enough of them, is Pandemic Iberia. Are you interested in this? Because I know you just bought Cthulhu. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I feel like I need to be interested in it, but this is, isn't this the thing where they're only going to release it at Essen or something like that? I don't know if they're only releasing it at Essen, because I know, like, Cool Stuff and Miniature Market had pre-orders that are sold out. They're only doing one print run, though. That's what it is. Okay. It's, so it's exclusive to oh, some I, extent. Now, I they hate... might do a 30,000 print run. I hate but, that sort of manufactured exclusivity idea. Yeah. Like, it's exciting, but I don't need to be on the hunt for a pandemic variant. It looks I got, cool, though. I got plenty of pandemic. I know it looks cool. It's up my alley, that theme, but yeah. mm, I don't know. I'm turned off by it somehow. For the, the corporate aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and last up, which we talked about last episode is a feast for odin should be out in october but we will see all right moving forward into some more news story kind of news <laughs> we have from renegade games they have announced that they're going to offer early sales through brick and mortar stores this is specifically in reference to their new expansion to lanterns the emperor gifts the emperor's gifts which isn't going to launch until quarter one but if you sign up with renegade games through this system they're going to give you a few copies to sell in your brick-and-mortar store uh, before the holiday shopping season. So talk about kind of exclusivity things, although I don't think that's the intention here. It's more kind of another benefit, exactly, to support brick-and-mortar stores, which is really nice to you know get them some Lanterns copies. It says they may only get you know 12 or more, which isn't a huge number of them, but get some sales and get some buzz going before the holiday season and before the release of the Emperor's Gifts in uh, quarter one. So I thought that was a cool thing. I, I talked to our store manager, and I may have mentioned this on the show, uh, about the, you know, the Asmodee policies and things like that and how he was feeling towards that protection that they're trying to provide, and he really likes it. The stores seem to be responding well to these policies that are looking to protect the physical retailers, which is cool. I'm, I'm more willing to pay, you know, full price or closer to full price if I know that the stores really feel it's beneficial, if I really do feel like I'm contributing. So that's kind of cool. I dig it. Next up, Tiff, we have to talk about the National Toy Hall of Fame nominations. Do you remember when we did this before? <laughs> I, I don't, but I, I believe you. Ah, uh, we did this many... Well, probably a year ago, oh. uh, we talked about the National Toy Hall of Fame and how each year they nominate a slew of new like toys and games and gadgets and things like that to be inducted in. And this year is no different, including specifically related to gaming, Uno, Clue, and D&D are the big titles that you know would resonate with gamers. But hilariously, because they always have some good ones that go alongside, they will be competing with Transformers, The Swing, Nerf Foam Balls, and Bubble Wrap. Is Bubble Wrap a toy? According to the National Toy Hall of Fame nominations. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is used for entertainment in that way. Like, it can be a toy, but it's like, it intention isn't 
as a toy. Yeah, it's kind of like the toy that my mom would give me when she didn't want to buy me a real toy. Yeah. Like, I, hey, I can see right through this National Toy Hall of Fame. Yeah, Bubble wrap just trying is to not prop a toy. up parents who wouldn't buy kids real toys. Don't worry, we got your back. All the way, by the way. Transformers, Transformers all the way. Oh, I had so many of them. I, I always, them. and I mentioned this last time we talked about this, was the idea of like branded products versus just like objects that aren't branded like transformers and the swing which i'm sure like the egyptians used in some capacity right when they were on their little pulley cranes they probably swung around for fun so i say transformers win swing eh, that's boring i could play yeah. with transformers for hours look it's yeah, a van play D &D look it's a robot van robot van <laughs> robot oh my god Wait, your Transformer was a van? I had one that was a van. It was my favorite. So while I had bubble wrap, you had the secondhand, like, It was secondhand. I bought it at a garage sale. <laughs> it was a van. You didn't get, like, Megatron that was a, a big rig or It might have even car. been, like, a knockoff. It probably wasn't even a real Transformer because I bought it, <laughs> like I said, at like a friend's garage sale, along with some sweet McDonald's toys, some yeah. some like little glow worms that would glow in the dark that they used to put in Happy Meals and stuff. I remember that. Well, I also bought a book of hamburger day. jokes. Hamburger, hamburger jokes? jokes. Yeah. Like there was more than one? Like it was a whole book of them. You opened it up and it wasn't just one joke? No, it was a whole book of hamburger jokes. You're going to need to find that, Tiff. It's gone. It's long gone. But I We're remember need... it distinctly. eBay is a powerful thing. <laughs> We're going to need to find a book of hamburger jokes because we need bumpers now, Tiff. Okay, we're sponsored, so... We're going to do a hamburger joke? Is our... I feel like a TMG plug and a hamburger joke would make the listeners very happy. Maybe it wasn't just hamburger jokes. Maybe it was all <laughs> food jokes. It had a hamburger on the cover. Was it McDonald's jokes? No. Uh, I'm okay. looking. I'm trying. I'm googling frantically, right now. <laughs> hamburger uh, joke you know. book. Oh, I found yeah. it. It's called 101 Hamburger Jokes. Thank you. Does it have a preview? Can you read the first page? Um, this is on Thrift Book. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ooh, I'm gonna me, buy one of these things. Let me get a sweet, sweet hamburger joke before nostalgia. we move on. Oh, Amazon, why aren't you opening up faster? There. There is no preview. I'm sorry. All right, then make up a hamburger joke for me. Uh, uh, no, but I am going to order this book <laughs> for future reference. It's only $3. I got it on bargain at that garage sale, though. I think I paid a full 50 cents, and that was in 1980s money. Wow. Inflation. So, maybe it so all this might be the same out. book. You're right. Okay. Might be the, the same price. The exact same book. Oh, wouldn't that one. be awesome? What if it just had my name in it? Oh. Did you write your name in it before? Maybe. I was kind of nerdy that way. Like That'd I can't fantastic. I can't have other kids stealing my hamburger joke book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you buy you always have to buy something on the show, so this is good. <laughs> well, well, there's nothing on Kickstarter, so True. Uh, the Hasbro Gaming Lab has their Fall 26 challenge up. We've talked about Hasbro G Gaming Lab challenges before. They had uh, Mr. Toast, the card game that won, and they're continuing with this. Apparently, they met an with enough success to continue again. So 
This time it is a family game challenge, and their big pitch, tell me if this makes you want to design a game, Tiff, is that the celebrity guest judge this year is Damon John, the founder of FUBU and Shark Tank host. I mean, don't get me wrong, I respect that dude, but what qualifies him as a family game judge? They have his list of qualifications on the site, maybe? They really don't. They is really he a don't. big board gamer? He he has money, and oh. he probably didn't have anything to do this year, this fall, 2016. Well, I mean, board games can be for everyone, so sure. Now, that is definitely true, and he knows business, so I, I assume he would know kind of what would sell, especially when you're thinking about mass market Well, Hasbro we need games. more businessmen up in the board game industry. Yeah, so that we can get mechs versus minions for $75. Yeah. Somebody figure out large print runs, please. <laughs> and then talk to Z-Man Games about Pandemic Iberia. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Hasbro Gaming Lab Fall 2016 Challenge. Something to check out if you have a family game. Give it a shot. People will win. Somebody will get like $25,000 for their game. And then Target will make like $3 million off of it. So it's cool. I was going to say that doesn't seem fair. Don't worry. But... Don't worry. Okay. I'll let it go. Tiff, let's insert a witty hamburger joke bumper right here. Okay. And a TMG plug, and then let's talk about Sagrada, our one and only Kickstarter project. Sagrada, a game of dice drafting and window crafting, is from Ben Harkins. It will be ending on October 9th. It has funded well over, and it's only going to run you $35 or $39 if you want the stretch goals. Even more if you want to talk about the dice tower, but we'll get there in a second. And this is exactly in your wheelhouse. I only need one game, because you will buy it, Tiff. Oh you're going to draft dice. My God. And you're going to make... I just opened the Kickstarter page. I haven't read a thing, but I know that I need this. You're going to make stained glass windows through yes. dice drafting. I love it. Yep. It's got cool, clearish dice, like windows. Yep. So thematic. And you get a unique window player board that changes every time. You slide it into your little stained glass window, like, sleeve shield thingy so that it actually looks like a little window when you're done. I mean, it doesn't look like an intricate window, but you're matching colors and things like that. You can spend favor tokens to use tools, which will give you some special abilities, lets you draft different dice in different areas, and you're trying to pattern build. I like all of this. This is You so do cool. like all this. I knew you would like all this. <laughs> the aesthetic is... Go ahead. It's a theme that, like, no one's done. That yep. I know of anyway. I love it. Maybe. I'll do some more research before I fall on back. Aesthetically, there's not a whole lot of like illustration or artwork. It really is this just kind of stained glass pattern stuff. I it's can like... play it solo. And that oh, yeah, is a you can new play appeal to me. Since I'm not gaming with people anymore. Yep. And it's actually got the support of a lot of reviewers. You know, you got Rado, you got Undead Viking, Geek Dad. Uh, I know Travis from Low Player Count. I think it was Travis specifically, but lower play, low player count, Inquisitive Meeple. I trust Meeple. Travis. Yeah. A lot of people have been playing Sagrada and enjoying Sagrada, and it it looks like a super light little game. Like, I don't I don't know that it is super light. That's not fair to say. Um, but it doesn't look terribly complex. You are just kind of dice drafting and being efficient to try to uh, pattern build on your little objective cards. But really cool. I think it's super unique, and for 35 bucks, you can get the game. Like I said, for 39 bucks, that'll get you some stretch goals. And then have you seen the Dice Tower, Tiff? Mm, I'm scrolling. 
keep scrolling. on scrolling. Now it'll run you 200 bucks, which is a lot. But there is a fancy little dice tower. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's everything I ever wanted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty cool looking, right? It's black walnut. It's yeah. gorgeous. 200 bucks. 200 is bucks steep. is a little much. Yeah. But it looks like a well-made dice tower. It really does. <laughs> so a lot of cool stuff. The only other thing to note is that you will have to add $6 shipping into your pledge, at least if you're in the U.S. like we are. Uh, so that brings the price up to $41, but it's still not too bad considering. I mean, I think that it looks like a pretty interesting game. You're working with Kickstarter, so things are naturally just a little bit more expensive. But a project that I'm interested in, I have it saved. I have a feeling that I'm going to get an email that says Tiff back this, but we'll see. Yeah. She already met her quota of buying something, so. Well, that hamburger joke book just needs to be in my toy room. (laughs) So that's like a piece of nostalgia. And we can use it. We can use it for bumpers from now on. All hamburger jokes all the time. That's a a statement that I feel the older generation of listeners will cringe at. Hmm. I needed that hamburger joke book for my toy room. I'm Tiffany B. and I'm an adult. Right. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I mean considering we're a podcast about adult toys, it's okay. I mean oh wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Don't say that. That sounds weird. Brought to you by TMG. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that is our one and only Kickstarter project. Uh not a whole lot else on Kickstarter. There are a few things that are coming down the pike that I've already kind of noted, but they're really early in their project life, so we'll get to those. So if you're like, hey, there's all these cool things that you forgot, Matt, I really didn't. I've looked at them, but you know, I try to keep things very in the now. So we'll get to some of those other cool projects soon enough, once they stop having 30-day campaigns. Tiffany B., I, I, I feel like we just did a podcast. We did. We made it. Yeah, that was a little rough. That's okay. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, short and sweet because Essence Spiel was all last episode, so we cut out all of those lovely things so you didn't have to listen to that again, but still a lot of stuff going on in the hobby. Let's go ahead and wrap up this show, Miss Tiffany B. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Boardcast News. If you need to find us, you can do so facebook.com slash the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Check us out on YouTube by searching for the League of Nonsensical Gamers to check out our live shows and Tiff's tiny little awesomely produced board game segment segments. Find us on BGG Guild number 2077. Ask for a micro badge. Talk to us about some board game apps or whatever else is on your mind. Check us out on Instagram, Nonsensical Gamers, for some really high quality pictures done by Biff. Uh, put up there on the Instagram feed. If you enjoy the content, please... Review us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, although I don't know if you can do Google Play. But basically, reviews, you bought something on Amazon, you look at the stars, you know how this works. Good things get stars, and then more people access those good things. I wonder iTunes how many stars my hamburger book has. Well, I guess you'll probably be the first person to review it. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. So... Rate us and go to Amazon and rate the Hamburger Joke Book. Probably rate us first, though. 
Uh, that helps us climb up the ranks in iTunes, helps people find us, and helps us feel all warm and fuzzy and keep making you lovely, high-quality podcast content. Thank you to our sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. Check them out at playtmg.com to check out all the news on what's coming down the pipe from TMG. And if you ever want to reach out to us personally, Twitter is the place to do that. Miss Tiffany B., if you want to chat with you, if they want to find your burger joke a day for the next 1,001 days, where do they do that? I am at ineptgamer. You really like that idea, didn't you? Yep, I'm going to do it. Yeah, thank you. If you want to find Dan, he is at League Nonsense. That is the League's account for all of our reviews and podcasts and board game ramblings. You can also get a little more personal with him at at scandalous underscore nad, which will probably be baseball talk. So be warned. Although he did post a picture that said vote for Pedro during debate night. So you can also find me at cinnamon buns spelled phonetically. Good luck. I was going to spell it, but it's just not worth it anymore, Tiff. It's a lot of effort. Wow. We will see you next episode, episode 54. Join us then. Thank you all. Tiff, say goodbye. 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 figuring that out i'm gonna read a five-star review of the 101 hamburger jokes book okay if you're like me you've spent your whole life wondering how a hamburger can run the mile in under four minutes thanks to this book i now know the answer hint because burgers are fast food this is just one of the wonderful 101 hamburger jokes contained in this hollowed tome You will also get to enjoy many dated references to 70s sitcoms and countless groan-inducing burger-related puns. There's more, but that's enough, isn't it? That's a really well-written review. It's really well-written. It makes me want to be a better reviewer. What do you put? Movie good. Yay. Is that what what you're saying? Yeah, I'm one of those people who goes to review sites and either puts a zero or a 100. Oh. To make those metrics really meaningful. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. This movie had a stupid person in it. Zero stars. I hate George Clooney, but he's not even in this movie. Zero stars. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this movie wasn't going to be my taste, but I still didn't like it. Zero stars. (laughs) Okay. Have you figured out this plug thing yet? Did my hamburger joke help? Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was our whole plug. I thought this is... Aren't we plugging right now? 101 Hamburger Jokes brought to you by Tasty Mineral Games. Isn't this our... Why do you always do a Bill Cosby? I don't know. I like doing that. It's fun. (laughs) Have you tried it? I don't know. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Cut cut this. Oh. Oh. But I thought this was the TMG plug. I thought we were going to put this in every episode. (laughs) Just copy and paste this awkward conversation. Here's our plug every time. (laughs) It's three minutes long, and it involves Bill Cosby impressions and hamburger jokes. and It's great. Did I get a plug in there somewhere? Can I edit that down? Yeah. No one's listening to this end part anyway. Sorry, Matt. <laughs>